This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Afternoon, folks. This is your friend uh, Dennis Connor coming to you courtesy of the Harrington Brothers at the Specialty Produce Network. Feel very privileged to be able to use their facilities to uh, give you a little heads up once in a while about sailing. And today's a, a, another day as we lead into the Big Father Day weekend. And so I thought I would start with an eclectic show, talk a little bit about some of the events going on in the world, and then uh, have a little bit of a, uh, lo- a local flavor to it with uh, three of my friends, uh, two, Ken Miller and uh, Michael Brown, here uh, from the Pirate Slayer uh, Clothing and Marketing Company. And, of course, a very dear friend, C.F. Kohler, uh, who owns the, the, the best uh, boatyard on Shelter Island Drive, the very end by the Bally High, where he's got some special things going on this weekend. So we're going to hear from uh, uh, C.F. about what he's doing and what's been happening in the last 29 years since he started the Wooden Boat Show, and then, then I'm going to put a little wrap on it. So that, that, that's the uh, show for the day, folks. So I'm going to start uh, well, on the international news. Just a few things that uh, I saw go by that you might not have uh, noticed. And I think one of the most interesting and bizarre things, not funny, but kind of funny in a bizarre manner was there was a uh, 130-foot uh, racing sloop on, on its way to the Mediterranean, on a uh, big ship, which is how these these racing boats get around, and they were, had a little uh, rough spot uh, coming into the Mediterranean, and the cradle that uh, was put together by the boat's crew uh, was not done properly, so the cradle collapsed, and the boat fell off the ship, completely off the ship into the Mediterranean. Total loss. The uh, Spanish government uh, went out to uh, find it and... Uh, I think tow it to Palma or uh, a nearby facility in Kashkai where the boat could be uh, worked on. But it was a, I don't know, a boat's cost now. They're ridiculous. But 50 to $100 million racing yacht, 130 feet, the, probably the fastest racing yacht in the world, not counting a catamaran, and uh, totally destroyed. So be sure and pay your insurance, folks, because this, this was not uh, a pretty picture. As far as what else is uh, going on, mostly in Europe, there's several uh, world championships going on uh, uh, and some Olympic trials uh, going on in Europe. The uh, big thing for, of course, myself and the people I think are real hardcore is the uh, Star Worlds. The Star Worlds are starting as we speak. I got an email from Augie Diaz, who just had his birthday last, last few days, that uh, all the best uh, folks in the world uh, – Minus Vince Brune are out there racing their starboat uh, in, in uh, the Mediterranean in Sardinia for the Starboat World Championships. And, of course, uh, I, I'd be not telling the truth if I didn't tell you that uh, George Zabel and Eric Doyle are the two folks I'm rooting for, both past Star World Champions that are over there vying for the uh, Star Worlds in uh, the Mediterranean. So that, that's what's uh, happening there. 
there's a new 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 York 40 class that's uh, starting up. I believe it's uh, August 37, they're calling it. I know Drew Friedas, who Vince works very closely with, who just won a major world championships himself, is buying one. So we'll have a, a local boat in the fleet here, uh, probably at the San Diego Yacht Club, because Drew and Bill, Bill uh, co-owners are members there, and uh, they'll work the boat up and get ready for the big event uh, starting in, in Bacardi uh, later in the year. So that's kind of uh, what's going on on the ocean racing front. What about the America's Cup front? Well, um, I, I'm, my first disclaimer is I really don't know. I'm a, a fan of it. I try to uh, read about it when I can. I won't say that my interest is what it used to be, but I, I still do care, and I try to keep up on it. And so as we stand, the latest, uh, as I understand it, is there's the, the three challengers the, that have put their money up and are they're actively building the boats. They have enough money to go through, which is always important. It takes a lot of pressure off the skipper and the crew when you're funded. So the three, the uh, New York Yacht Club, the, uh, the British, and the uh, Italians will be there with uh, New Zealand defending the cup. A couple of strange things that have happened, or at least strange from the old days, is that the uh, New Zealands are providing the spars. So everybody's going to have basically the same uh, structure. So they're making those, and they'll make a half a dozen of them and sell them to the various challengers as allowed under the protocol. The other thing that's interesting is that these uh, boats, as those of you that have been following it and, and care, are uh, know that this is uh, race is going to be held in a, a model hall, but the model hall is going to act like a catamaran because it's going to have uh, pontoons with with uh, wings on the end of the pontoons. They'll stick out on either side of the boat, and it uh, I'm not sure they're keeping it under their hats, but at 10 or 12, 14 knots, the boat will be lifted up just as the catamaran is out of the water, and... Uh, They'll be basically flying machines at that point. Uh, one of the tricks that they'll work on, of course, is how to tack and jibe without going off their foils. And so there's, as you might imagine, tremendous force on the on these uh, uh, almost these outriggers that the wings are attached to, the, the, the floats are attached to. And the Italians, somehow in the agreement with the New Zealand and the Italians, the Italians are the official challenger, New Zealand official defender, they uh, agreed that the Italians would build the the outriggers, and they they ran into some snags. I don't know what they were, but they didn't come out on time. So there was a delay. Maybe they weren't strong enough, or when they stress test them, they broke, and they had to make them stronger. I don't know. But the, the bottom line is that their pontoons weren't weren't ready on time. So there's a delay in getting them, but they're almost done. So they'll be shipping the parts out to the people that paid the money, and. In a few, a few short months, my guess is that we'll actually see a prototype. You're allowed uh, two boats not sailing at the same time, but there'll be the first uh, generation of these new America's Cup boats that will be out on the water. So we'll see these machines buzzing around. I understand that they go just as fast as the AC catamaran, so it's possible they could attain speeds uh, in the upper 40s. I don't, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But I don't think you'll have the same cavitation problems they experienced in the last America's Cup. 
So uh, what about the other people that have a dream of showing up? Well, there's uh, the Dutch and, of course, the group from uh, the United States of America. They're calling it the Stars and Stripes 2020. It's a, young, a group of young guys that uh, thought they could raise the money. They're challenging from the Long Beach Yacht Club. And uh, they're talking the talk and walking the walk like they're going to make it. Time will tell. The uh, next deadline for another million dollars is coming up the 1st of July, so that's three weeks away. We'll see if they make that uh, time limit and and the million-dollar fine for being late. But um, let's just put it this way. A lot of people are skeptical as to whether this uh, will be seen through to the end. One small issue was that they're – Todd Reynolds, the link to one of the wealthy backers in Chicago, has resigned. So they have a new fundraiser. He's supposed to be a hotshot whiz kid fundraiser. We'll see how he uh, likes trying to raise $100 million for a sailboat race. So I have my doubts. This is a big job. But I wish them well. I'm still promoting the Stars and Stripes brand, as you'll hear here in a bit. But uh, in... In, within six months, we'll see the new AC boat sailing. We'll get some idea how fast they are and, and uh, what might happen for the spring of uh, 2021 in Auckland, New Zealand. So uh, that's with the America's Cup update. So what about my friends here? Well, uh, Ken and Mike uh, are partners in a company called Pirates Laird. They're basically a licensing, uh, marketing, and uh, uh, distribution distributor of yachting gear. They've been doing a good job for some time. I know that at the Manhattan Yacht Club, we, uh, Michael Fortin, Bob the Commodore, and I uh, had their help in New York. They, they have uh, many, many great brands, uh, some from San Francisco, uh, up and down the coast, including the San Diego Yacht Club, Cortez Racing Association. As a matter of fact, one of them will be over at the San Diego Yacht Club tonight at the award ceremony after the local beer can race. So if you wanted to pick up some, uh, not necessarily Stars and Stripes, Dennis Connor gear, but uh, the Cortez Racing beer can gear, all will be available tonight and uh, Wednesday night at the um, after the beer can races from uh, Pirates Laird. So uh, let's have a little word from, from Ken. Uh, Kenny, have you been in the clothing business and uh, Pirates Laird uh, – all your life, or was this something that came the last uh, recently, last ten or twelve years? Well, the funny thing is, Dennis, is that I actually got my start in 1987. I took a year out of college and I went to Perth and I watched you basically uh, nail everybody to the wall and bring the cup up. It was a uh, exciting uh, time. I mean, it was just a, a great. Uh, I still have a love for the 12 meters, even though they're they're old now. But uh, came back, went to college, and did dorm T-shirts, and then. Uh, uh, turned it into my love of sailing and started doing regattas. And we, we would go to regattas and we're like, man, I could do better than that. And that's how it all started. Um, and, and then I met Mike in 1998. And I, since I can't draw a stick figure, uh, I found a sailor who could actually draw sailboats. And it's been a, I think it's been a great uh, relationship ever since. Uh, I'm the, the seller and, the, and the, the shipper, and Mike does all the great design work. And and really, uh, our, our goal has been to make regattas look better, um, give you designs that, that you can sell, you can sell well, and uh, just to help regattas and yacht clubs around the, the country and the world sometimes um, 
have better product. Um, Mike, okay. So, so, I just was wondering, what happens if someone comes to you with a brand that you've heard of, but not necessarily in sailing? Would you consider doing brands out, outside the sailing world, or are you kind of focus more on the boating world? Um, well, what we do is we prim- primarily work with uh, yachting and, and uh, regattas. Uh, we do licensing, too, and, and, and I want to thank you very much for allowing us to uh, – Take over the Stars and Stripes brand. It's a. I think Billy Trinkle probably quit listening to my emails for the last twenty years, <laughs> asking if we could do that for you. And uh, I happened to send an email at the right time, and here we are licensing now the Stars and Stripes brand, which is one of the most uh, recognizable uh, sailing uh, uh, team uh, in, in history, as far as I'm concerned. Um, we also do gear for Mount Gay Rum, uh, American Sailing Association. Um, who else do we do uh, on the licensing basis? But uh, latitude thirty-eight, latitude thirty-eight, summer sales discs, and uh, um, so yeah, we we do licensing as well as as helping regattas make the the best bottom line for their for their sales, and then uh, revamping designs that are old, perhaps, but really artwork based. So, Mike, how do you get inspired for these different designs? Do you you look at other people's product and? and uh, some other uh, yachting designs, but you're still the creative guy that has to come up with the bottom line stuff that will sell. must be uh, very challenging to take from a uh, drawing to see it uh, into such lovely gear. I love your polo shirt. Oh, thank you so much. It is some somewhat difficult uh, when you work in sailing primarily to design sailing graphics day in and day out. So it is a challenge to come up with a um, new ideas. So I often have to go to different places. Uh, getting out on the water helps, um, doing actual sailing, racing. Um, but I get it from, other, un, you know, maybe unusual places, uh, even going to an art gallery or, or just be inspired by good photography or good art. It all helps to kind of, you know, raise up the levels of the creative juices and, and keep them flowing. So, um, when you did the uh, stars and stripes, the revamp of the, of the brand and the logo, uh, Billy uh, Bill Trinkle, who really is my brains, uh, we were a little skeptical. Are we out of date here? You know, winning the cup back thirty years ago—that was something. But now, there's other things going on. But somehow, the, you you and Ken thought, well, maybe there's some nostalgia here, and that if we uh, come up with a line of clothing, which uh, can be seen on the DennisConnor.com website. So if you go Google DennisConnor.com. Yep. And then go to uh, – there's some several other things in there about Dennis, but one is the clothing. They can click on the clothing. That's right. And then yep. up, up will come some pirates uh, there, gear. Some, That's right. Yep. Uh, there's some ladies' gear I thought was quite nice. Yeah. I, I particularly uh, uh, like this Helly Hansen vest. Would have been better to have it six months ago when it was so cold here in San Diego. But <laughs> yes, better better late than never. But um, I'm excited about the having uh, – you and Ken come up with some uh, new, fresh thinking for the DennisConnor.com. Uh, oh, thank you. We're very happy to do it. Yeah. I'm, I, I don't think we're going to uh, uh, ever be a, uh, another Nike, but hopefully some, <laughs> of the, some of the sailing world will go on there that like the fact that we won the cup back 30 years ago from Australia. And Absolutely. Like, yes. the, like the old days and think that maybe that's better than the new days. So I just want to thank you. Uh, you and uh, Ken for believing in us and coming up with this creative brands and uh, uh, ideas for the DennisConnor.com website. And uh, we'll keep our fingers crossed and see
see if we can sell our friends a, a bit of gear. So. Absolutely. Well, we're, that's what we're hoping. And uh, I, I don't have any doubt that it will be something people will respond to because you are, in fact, Mr. America's Cup. Well, thank you for saying that. Uh, sometimes I don't feel that way and my body's telling me that I should be in a box. But Well, I think, Dennis, uh, what I found is obviously going back to 87 and kind of being in the game the whole time is that looking at how many people watch this podcast is you are probably the most relevant voice in sailing right now, I still think. So um, I'm glad that you do this show. I'm glad that you've uh, – that you come on and, and you told me yourself, I only talk when I have something to talk about. And, and that's a nice, I, I love that. I, I wish I could really add more. I'd like to give, uh, give the sailing world uh, something back after all they've done for me, but I'm, I'm out of the loop and uh, loose slips sink ships. So the America's <laughs> cup guys that really know what are going on, uh, Terry's not going to call me up and say, Oh, we're going <laughs> to start training down in uh, Florida. Yeah, uh, September 1st, so come get your spy boats ready. He's not going <laughs> to tell me that. Yeah. So I don't really know. I'm just kind of conjecture, two and two. And uh, so I'm not sure it has any relevance. I'm just trying to pass on the local rumors and, and do what I can to help. Excellent. And in, yeah. speaking in that regard, my third guest here is uh, C.F. Kohler on the far end. C.F. is a legend in San Diego. His uh, dad... Uh, Grew up on the water on Shelter. It was one of the very first uh, tenants on Shelter Island. I remember when it was completed about 1952. And the uh, first thing I kind of remember was the uh, Marine Exchange there at the end of Anchorage Lane uh, with the uh, old uh, Coast Guard uh, uh, building there. But as you drove out uh, Shelter Island, what is now Shelter Island Drive on the far left-hand side, CF's uh, dad uh, was uh, doing a nice job for the local community in the uh, uh, boating field. And when uh, he, he decided it was time to retire, CF was there, had been brought up in the boats from the time he was two years old, and he stepped in to carry on his father's good work uh, with the help of, of his mom. He's like still – she's still an amazing lady. Maybe we'll hear a word about her from CF in a minute. But, CF, this is a big time of the year for you. It's Father's Day. You have a very big event going on at the yard. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Sure. Dennis, thanks for all the uh, great introduction. So this is our 29th annual Wooden Boat Festival. It's Father's Day weekend. It's a tradition. And uh, it's not really a boat show, but it is a uh, a festival of power and sailing craft made of wood and every condition. So you're going to see works in progress, broken dreams, and Dennis is going to bring his beautiful yacht mm-hmm. Splendor there, which is you know a showboat. So this is this is the public's opportunity to come down and uh, and see the whole thing in action. Kind of a little snip of the of the world of wooden boats. And uh, you know Dennis mentioned a bunch of history of Shelter Island, and I and I and I think he enjoys a little history listening to some of his podcasts. So this is where people can kind of see it all happen and and maybe it makes sense when you like splendor that was built by jerry driscoll and you kind of get an idea oh that went on you know in in that period of time and then you see uh it's a very interesting boat there a a schooner i know you love schooners called the quasilla and she was built in 1924 and what's really interesting about her is that she was the first boat whose owner was a woman to sail the Transpac. Wow. For Southwestern Yacht Club. Is that Denny Barr? No, no, uh-uh. 
you know who you know they, there's only one per and and her daughter went along at age 12 and she is the still the youngest female crew member to ever sail Transpac wow. and you and you know her Dennis it's Skip Elliott's wife no Stephanie yes. Baker yes who uh, was the daughter of Molly Baker yes the sailmaker above the Senhofer loft on Shelter Island right. Drive so yes and I, and I believe wow I believe Lowell North spent some time working uh there as a kid that's amazing learning how to sew that's amazing yeah and then i saw uh it's um some of you may be aware lowell passed away uh in the last week and he was a legend i could spend the whole show just talking about him but he i did see a picture in uh, that went went on the on the internet with lowell when he was like 20 years old winning a big regatta with uh, charlie rogers and dick deaver Right. And they all, it was fun to see how young they really were when they won this uh, major major regatta. So, CF, from the time when you started the boatyard, you've seen a lot of changes. You've put in a new shed, you're uh, still using a lot of the same ways, but you've, you've stayed uh, modern uh, while this was all going on. And while you were keeping, uh, don't you have a eight meter? Built in 1928. 10 meter. 10 meter, 10 meter. Built, built in 1928. Yes. So there are two of the one design German made 10 meters out of the 14 originally built. And they're both here in San Diego. And they're going to both be at the boat festival side by side. Really? So Very cool. what time is uh, all the. What's the address of the Color Boatyard? 2302 Shelter Island Drive. It's right across from the lobby of the of the Half Moon Inn, Humphreys Half Moon Inn. And there's a lot of parking there, free free yeah. parking. There's a big parking lot past the facilities. Uh, there's the tickets are five dollars if you buy in advance, ten dollars if you buy at the door. There's live music both days. It's nine a.m. to five on Saturday and nine a.m. to four on Sunday. We'll have a food truck there, so you can come down, have breakfast, lunch. You can bring Dad down on Father's Day for Father's Day breakfast. Uh, there's going to be 30 or 40 boats to crawl around on. Uh, some fun little events for kids. Uh, not sure what kind of other little special events we'll have, but we always have something fun to get dirty with. We're going to give you a tour of some of the projects we have in the shop. We have a beautiful reproduction runabout, mahogany runabout, that we're down to the last short strokes on. A very cool old Cape Cod cat boat that we're rebuilding, and you're going to see that kind of in the beginning of the project. So if you come and see it this year, sometime next year you'll see it finished, and uh, all kinds of other little fun things. It just sounds like a lot of fun, and I know one thing that everybody looks forward to is the uh, firing of the opening uh, morning uh, cannon. So your son Billy, he must be about big enough to pull on that string. Is he going to get to fire the cannon? I, I hope so. I hope so. That's will, that, will that be his first time, or did he? Oh no! Oh no! He's been doing it for a while. Yeah. He's trigger happy. <laughs> so come see uh, uh, Billy Kohler. How about your mom? She might be even show up. Oh, she yeah. has a celebrity guest. Oh yeah, she'll she'll be there the on and off throughout the whole weekend. Uh, She's just, uh, just as sharp as a tack, and uh, everyone loves talking to her, and she loves talking to everybody else. So. We'll, we'll look forward. We'll keep our eye out for her. She looks 70, but she's she's pressing 90. Yes, just turned 90. She did? Yes. Well, that's Excellent. Congratulations. And uh, we'll have to get her a private slayer uh, 
90 uh, inscribed yeah. jersey for I'm kind of feeling jealous in my in my work T-shirt here, <laughs> not well, having at, all the fancy yeah, duds you guys look, do. Look at, <laughs> look at this. You're making money and we're spending it. So <laughs> We know somebody. We'll, we'll hook you up. Okay. Yeah. So uh, th- thank you, CF, for taking a little time out of your busy day to uh, give us an update on the Father's Day weekend Kohler wooden festival of boats and uh, – we don't want everyone to show up. It'd be too crowded. But a couple hundred thousand will, would be fine. And sure. Park in the, we'll make room for you. Park, park <laughs> in the Bally High parking lot. You can tell them it's on me. So <laughs> thanks, CF. And thanks, thanks for, for mentioning me, uh, thank, <clears throat> Thanks for uh, mentioning Splendor, which I'd like to uh, segue to. We've uh, got some pictures, a little brochure here of the boat that I'll be passing around for those that are interested. I'm... Uh, not happy about the fact of offering the boat for sale. It's a beautiful boat. It's only a two-owner boat uh, built by Jerry Driscoll down the uh, uh, Shelter Island Drive from CFs. It's his own personal boat built in the late 70s, finished in the early 80s. She's just a lovely boat with the best woodwork other than CF Sally available. And um, I'm afraid that if I can't use it, I might as well let someone else use it. So I'm going to offer her for sale. It's very difficult to know what a wooden boat like this in perfect condition is really worth. To give you a guideline, I did sell the Cotton Blossom, my last wooden boat in Europe, for $900,000. i am not sure what this would bring in Europe, but I'm hoping someone locally will step up and keep it in San Diego. It's never left San Diego. been the same slip at the San Diego Yacht Club since the early 80s, so maybe someone will come and uh, bring me some of their winnings from the lottery. I'm asking $600,000. And uh, you never know what I might take five ninety nine, but uh, she'll, she'll she'll be. Uh, it's not the normal wooden boat. I see CF laughing. It's not the norm, normal norm where you see a wooden boat for sale, and whatever they're asking you, just uh, uh, take it in half and, and see if you can make a deal. Don't please don't uh, try that with me because I, I'm not going to be returning your calls. So uh, we'll, we'll be seeing you there. And if, it, uh, if I don't sell it and I uh, get my health back, I may very well take it down to Auckland for the next America's Cup, which is where I'm sending my America's Cup model collection as we speak. It, it'll be in uh, Auckland there uh, in, in and around the Royal New Zealand Yacht Squadron. So you can see my model collection, which is, has been in uh, New Zealand before for the 2002 event. It's coming back to New Zealand I'm very excited about it. I'll be going down there to uh, see how it all turned out with the help of uh, Luke Wigglesworth, who's been a a longtime friend, lives there in the eastern suburbs, who will be uh, running this operation. So, Luke, thank you for taking care of the the models. They'll be there in a month or so, and I know whoever uh, hand they they end up with will take very, very, very uh, good care of them. So, folks, that's... uh, we talked about the sailing world, Root for Eric and uh, uh, George Zabel from, if you're from San Diego. And if you want to buy some nice clothing gear, visit uh, Pirates Laird at the, uh, at the celebration after every beer can race Wednesday. Usually the race finishes 7.30, 8 o'clock, and they're at the host club by 8.30. Come and have a drink and buy some Pirates Laird gear. If you want to see the Dennis Connor gear, it's DennisConnor.com. Click on clothing. And uh, if all else fails, 
uh, you can come and buy the, buy the Splendor. So thank you very much, folks, for uh, letting me have a chance to communicate with you here on the uh, uh, Harrington uh, Brothers Network, Specialty Produce Network, and uh, hope to talk to you soon. And uh, Roger, my normal producer, he taking a little time for himself. I wouldn't be surprised if he's visiting his daughter at the uh, in Oregon at the uh, University of Oregon, Oregon State. And uh, Roger, we miss you, and we'll see you on the next podcast. Thanks, thanks, Roger, and and thank you, the Harringtons. Bye for now, folks. Mm-hmm.